This podcast is published by MDA National to support doctors in managing common medico-legal issues. Hello, it's Norman Swan here. Welcome to another podcast where MDA National doctor members and expert staff share medical legal pearls of wisdom, practical tips and interesting case studies. Today I'm talking to MDA National Medical Legal Advisor and practicing GP Dr Jane Deacon on how to respond to a complaint. As a doctor it's not about whether you will receive a complaint at some stage in your career, it's about what to do when you do. In 2016-17, of medical practitioners were the subject of a notification, that's a complaint, to APRA. As well as complaints to APRA, patients can complain to other organisations, such as the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner for Privacy Complaints, or patients may even put in a complaint directly to the practice or via the hospital. So what are the do's and don'ts here, Jane? I think the first thing is don't make an emotional response straight away to the patient. Don't ring up the patient and give them an angry serve. I think your first thing should be to ring your medical defence organisation and get some assistance in dealing with the complaint. It's very emotional for doctors when they receive a complaint, they go to work every day wanting to help their patients and when they get a letter or something from the patient indicating that they're not happy, it's very upsetting and confronting for the doctor. But complaints come in different ways. They can come from the medical board, they can come from the health complaints commissioner, they can come from APRA, they can come from uh, you know, your receptionist. I mean, does it vary according to where it comes from, how you respond? We have some general principles that we'd use in responding to any complaint. And I often say to doctors when we're responding to a complaint directly from the patient that we will answer this pretty much as we would if it came from the medical board. So we take all complaints seriously and try our best to help the doctor address the patient's concerns and explain what happened. So it may seem to be trivial to you, but nothing's too trivial in your mind. No, not at all. And that is a problem if the doctor thinks it's trivial. And to the doctor, it may well be trivial and they might want to throw the complaint in the bin or put it in their bottom drawer and forget about it. But it's not trivial to the patient. The patient's taken the time to uh, get something in writing or ring up or take some action to indicate that they weren't happy. And it may just be a misunderstanding and can be easily fixed at that stage. But we need to respond to that patient seriously. Otherwise, a small complaint can become a big one. Exactly. So if the patient writes to the doctor complaining about something, the doctor ignores it. The patient's going to feel even more angry and aggrieved, and that might possibly lead to a complaint to the medical board, which is something we want to avoid if possible. And presumably that's also, I mean, the evidence, I think, from uh, some US research, I think, in Memphis, has shown that if you, you know, that one complaint can indicate a problem in your practice, that's an opportunity to find out what's going wrong and sort out a problem so that it doesn't occur again. That's exactly right, Norman. A lot of times once the doctor has dealt with the complaint and has calmed down a bit about it, if you like, to review that complaint in the cold, hard light of day, there is often something that they can take away from it something they can improve in their practice, their practice system to avoid it happening again. And presumably phoning up MDA or their defence organisation allows them to vent in safety. 
Absolutely. And we totally understand that when doctors ring us, they may be feeling very emotional and they may go on a bit of a rant and want to vent to us about how upset they're feeling, how unreasonable the complainant is, all of that. And that's absolutely fine. And I see that as part of our job. And the doctor often needs to get over that emotional response before they can sit down and write out their response to the patient in a respectful way. So regardless of the kind of practice you're in, you've got support staff. What should they be trained in in terms of complaint? I mean, in other words, should, should they be trained to deal with complaints or should the policy be that always that comes to you? It depends a bit what the complaint is. But in general, your admin staff should not be responding to complaints because that's not their job. Sometimes the practice manager may be able to help deal with the complaint if it's more of an administrative nature. But in general, the doctor, sometimes with the assistance of the practice manager or their nursing staff or whatever, should be dealing with the complaint. But if the reception staff get an angry complaining phone call, then they should not ignore that either. They should be letting the doctor know so the doctor either contacts the patient directly or at times it's appropriate to invite the patient to put their concerns in writing. And if they refuse to put it in writing? Uh, well, if they refuse to put in writing, then I think they should be probably invited in or they can do it over the phone, whenever they feel more comfortable so that someone can really get to the bottom of what they're complaining about. Now, that initial phone call might be an experienced practice manager or it might be the doctor. And then when... And presumably at this point, everybody's taking notes. Yes, Definitely make some notes at the time. And sometimes you can't answer the complaint, you know, off the cuff. Sometimes you do need to go away and work out what went wrong, what happened, why did the letter get delayed two months or whatever it is that they're complaining about. So I think listening to the patient is really important and then perhaps repeating back to them so you can clarify what they're complaining about. And then either you can answer at the time or you might have to say, look, Thanks for that. I, I think I understand what you're saying, what your concerns are. I'm going to need to look into this a bit and I'm going to get back to you. Where does open disclosure or what the British would call candour fit into this? Uh, this does cause some concern for doctors. But basically, if a doctor has made a mistake, then they can admit that to the patient. But sometimes it happens that you don't really know what's happened. And I'm thinking about an example from a while ago where a patient died in hospital and one of the doctors was immediately convinced that they had killed the patient because they'd given them some penicillin. Whether the patient was allergic to penicillin or not, there was some doubt about it because in some places it was written that he was allergic, in some places it was, wasn't recorded. And the doctor wanted to say, you know, it's all my fault he died of the, because I gave him the penicillin. But we didn't really know. When that was investigated further, he had actually died of something completely different. It had nothing to do with the penicillin. So we don't want doctors to jump in and claim responsibility when they, when they don't know. And that's hard for patients to understand. I've been dealing with a complaint recently where something went very wrong. The doctor went to talk to the patient and apologise for things going wrong. But at that stage, the doctor really didn't know what had been the cause of the problem. And it wasn't until that doctor went away and did some investigation and talked to one of the other surgeons that they were able to work out what the problem was. And that's sometimes hard for patients to understand. And presumably, 
you've got to be honest. I mean, that's not, I, I mean, it's all following on from open disclosure. I mean, you've already covered how honest you can be. You've really got to be honest to the extent of your knowledge of the situation and, if necessary, following the advice of uh, your defence organisation. Yes, exactly. So before those difficult conversations, doctors may often ring us to tell us what happened and to rehearse a little bit and go over in their mind what exactly they're going to say to the patient. And I think that can be quite helpful for doctors to get their thoughts in order and to be confident then to apologise that the patient's had an adverse outcome. Of course, everyone's sorry when someone has an adverse outcome, but that doesn't mean it was the doctor's fault. How important is it that you own the problem? I mean, it's not that you're owning, you know, it's not that you're owning blame, but you're owning the carriage of the complaint in a sense is really what I mean. Yes, and patients don't like to feel fobbed off. I mean, it's difficult in a hospital situation sometimes when things haven't gone right because it may be a series of small errors which have led to an adverse outcome. And although the the doctor might say, I'm very sorry this has happened, I'm going to look into what's happened and, you know, it might take a while and we'll get back to you. There may be a lot of things going on. In private practice, it's a bit different because the buck really stops with the doctor in that situation and they do really own the problem most of the time. And, and presumably the way you talk to the patient, the words that you use are really important? Yes, and the, the biggest thing I would say would be keep calm. And if the patient's getting really agitated, try not to get agitated as well, which is why sometimes it is better to deal with a complaint in writing if you can't have a meaningful conversation with the patient. Do some people try to hide behind medical jargon when a complaint arises? Yes, we do see that. And again, uh, when we are reviewing a doctor's response, we will try to phrase it in words that the patient can understand. I'm thinking of quite a few complaint letters I've seen. And sometimes as a doctor, I'm thinking, what, what do you mean? What did really happen? And then once we get it down and break it down into understandable language, that's what the patient is looking for because the patients do, they do understand when doctors are trying to hide behind medical jargon. So, yes, we try to get it in understandable form. For and presumably there are things that you could say which sound as if you're shirking responsibility, like, you know, instead of saying I ordered the test, the test was ordered as if you're, there was somebody else over there when the patient knows damn well it was you. Exactly. And for some reason doctors often do write their responses in the passive voice and we try to change it I ordered the test and then the laboratory rang me or whatever so that it's much easier to understand then from the patient's point of view exactly what was happening down the line if it's you know I did this I did that the nurse did this whatever so transparency has got to shine through yes transparency is very important so the bottom line here is don't let emotion ride you here, um, get advice and be open and honest to the extent of the facts of the matter, um, but following the advice of your defence organisation. Yes, your first response with a complaint should be to pick up the phone and call MDA or your medical defence organisation so that you can uh, get some help in dealing with that complaint. Jane Deacon, thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome.
Here to support you. Visit MDA National's website at mdanational.com.au or call 1-800-011-255 for tailored advice specific to your situation, career stage or policy.